Science. Hi, welcome. Pat and Stu, triple eight seven two seven back. We'd like to uh, start every show with apologizing for having Jeffy on it. We're sorry. We're sorry. Because Jeffy's sorry. right there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, Trump, <laughs> big, uh, big blockbuster last night on the Rachel Maddow show. Wow, this guy's this guy's in trouble. Oh man, uh, he is in trouble. Uh, the show? Uh, he well, I mean, look, I'll I'll let Rachel break the news to you. Uh, it's dramatic. Watch. What I have here what is I have a copy heard? of Donald Trump's tax returns. We have his federal tax return for one year for 2005. I believe this is the only set of the president's federal taxes that reporters have ever gotten a hold of. Uh, what we <laughs> have the are 90s. these two pages, front and back, from the same 1040 form that you might have filled out when you file your taxes. Um, and in terms of what's on here, let me give you the basics. Um, aside from the numbers it's an exclusive being large, that everybody else has too. Uh, these pages are straightforward. <laughs> He paid uh, $38 million, looks like $38 million in taxes. Uh, he took a big write-down of $103 million. More on that later. Uh, if you add up the lines for income, he made more than $150 million in that year. Mazel tov. That's not a bad uh, We got these pages. We got this document today from a Pulitzer Prize-winning investigative journalist who's better on financial matters than almost anybody else in the business. His name is David K. Johnston. Uh, these pages turned up the other day in his mailbox. Now, Trump was skeptical of, of how they turned up in his mailbox, mm-hmm. though I am convincing myself by the moment, mm-hmm. by here, more and Me more too. by the moment, that, he, that this was the Trump campaign's doing. I think doing, that's right. Or the Trump's White House, someone inside the White House. Um, and, and, because and, listen to how stupid that report is. He paid in Texas. Looks like uh, thirty-eight million dollars. Right. <laughs> it's hard to make that sound bad when a guy paid thirty-eight million in taxes in one year. More money in one year than uh, an entire subdivision makes in a lifetime. Well, he paid in taxes one year. And Rachel Maddow, who is even in, with a write-down of one hundred and three million. Rachel Maddow, who's in the wealthiest. 0.1% of right. society. Oh, yeah. Rachel Maddow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It probably has made maybe that amount in her entire life. Maybe. Maybe. You know, in her career, she's got a big contract. I don't know that she's made $38 million in her whole career, and she's in the wealthiest 0.1%. Yeah. Uh, so I it's, just does not look bad, I and mean, this is why I think Trump did it. At least I, I'm convincing myself of that. I have no evidence to back that up. But again, here's Trump. It's a tough moment right now with the health care bill not going well, a lot of controversy swirling. Why not derail the entire conversation with one tax return that absolutely looks great for you? It mean, you're making $150 million a year uh, to, to everyone now. You paid $38 million in taxes, which is a, what, 20, mid-20s percent? What was 25%? 25%. I is, is what uh, I, I read. Uh-huh. Uh, 25% tax rate. Um, you know, uh, it looks great for him. It's a win for Donald Trump. And... This is a big nothing for the left. Now, the fact that this is out there and exists uh, is a get, right? To be able to get that uh, information is, is I think, a, a good uh, thing for the media. Um, it's probably illegal. I mean, I, you know, again, like, I, because he's the president, uh, we kind of feel like we just deserve to see everything that he has. Yeah. As I believe strongly and or- argued throughout the campaign and will continue to argue, he should just release these things. He should. Um, but it, it does no good for him at this point, but he should have done it a long time ago. That does not mean that everybody who works in the IRS should be leaking these things. 
However, that's kind of why I think the other side might be true and that the, if the campaign, think about this, you're having a tough moment in the campaign, you want to derail the conversation, you release the year that looks best for you, pick one. Why 2005? Pick one. It says client copy on it. It came from Trump initially. Now, that could mean one of his employees stole it uh, and, and gave it over to reporters. It's, it's possible. Um, though the access to Donald Trump's 1040 is not exactly going to be a lot of people uh, in the organization. The other part I put on this is not they didn't release his tax returns. They released the very basic. Donald Trump's tax returns are not two pages. My tax returns are not two pages. And I make nothing compared to Donald Trump. Pat's returns are not two pages. And he makes nothing to compare to Donald Trump. Jeffy. Well, Jeffy's are less than two pages. Yes, he's, he does not file taxes. Yeah. But that's, Maybe that's, totally, a, that's a bad example. That's a bad still, example. Still. The point is, though, that is. The information that if Donald Trump wanted you to see, that is what he'd give you. Yeah. He'd give you the year he paid $38 million in taxes and, because we know there was a year in the 90s that was released in which he didn't pay anything uh, in, in uh, income taxes, if you remember that during the campaign. So he's picking a year which he paid a high amount in income taxes and he's and not giving all the details of his businesses. But he made a lot of money too. And, and yeah, and he made a lot of money too. It's another great thing. Some of us speculate that he's not as rich as he claims, but $150 million is a lot. That's a lot. A hell of a lot of money. Yeah. So uh, it was interesting, too, because she had the exclusive thing banner uh, up above her head and everybody else had it at that time. It was on CNN. It was on Fox. It was not exclusive to MSNBC. So she was just burned every single which way. Yeah. Uh, And, and, you know, at least over on CNN, uh, Van Jones and the panel were, were talking about it. And Van Jones said, look, they're. He paid thirty-eight million. There's no way to look that. He wins. He wins on this. Yeah. Because because that, Van Jones, as he mentioned, he was hoping it would be zero. I, and so. again, again, doesn't that fuel the speculation? Yeah, it does. And uh, by the way, I, I if this is true, it is incredibly smart by Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, and nothing wrong with it. Because uh, nothing wrong. I'm not criticizing Trump at all. This is a brilliant maneuver. And you if can't. They did it. And you can't say, well, he only paid an effective tax rate of 25 percent. That's not very much. Yeah, Barack Obama paid 19 percent. Yep, 19. Uh, though I, I will say, I I wonder how this does happen, in which I file my tax returns every year, and man. I, I don't ever see these these rates. I never no, see a nineteen percent rate at the end of it. I, 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 I don't know what they're the writing president. down. Uh, it's a kind I, of amazing. I think it's the write downs that help because yeah, you, just your charitable contributions and no, your house deduction and all that stuff. That's not getting me there. No, twenty five percent. Yeah, it's it's. I'm at the normal forty, forty three, or forty four, or whatever it is. It's it's kind of interesting. It's painful. It's, it's interesting. painful. Um, but again, uh, that's a whole other thing. Here's a little bit more from Rachel Maddow last night uh, talking about the White House response, and they acted very mad. But because nobody has had the president's taxes before, we didn't know what to expect. Um, When we showed this 2005 return to the White House to ask him if it's real, uh, we sent this over to the White House tonight, and the White House responded basically with, yep. Uh, I'm going to read you the the White House statement on this tonight. Are you? Quote, before being elected president, 
Mr. Trump was one of the most successful businessmen in the world, with the responsibility to his company, his family, and his employees to pay no more tax than legally required. That being said, Mr. Trump paid $38 million, even after taking into account large-scale depreciation for construction on an income of more than $150 million, as well as paying tens of millions of dollars in other taxes, such as sales and excise taxes and employment taxes. And this illegally published return proves just that. Despite the substantial income figure and tax I mean, paid, it is totally illegal to steal and publish tax returns. The dishonest media can continue to make this part of their agenda, while the president will focus on his, which includes tax reform that will benefit all Americans. This is a statement for tonight. For the record, the First Amendment gives us the right to publish this return. It is not illegally published. Nor are we fake. Pinch me. I'm real. Ugh. Um, that, that end she's threw me off a little bit. Um, really bad. Uh, she's really bad. Um, I, I don't... Is that true? Now, look, yes, uh, the First Amendment uh, gives you the right to... Uh, but, I mean, he, it, it's not necessarily her putting it on the air that's illegal. But if it, it may have been acquired in an illegal way. Mm-hmm. My theory is that I'm yeah, about 60% there is this got Steve Bannon written all over it. I mean, it's, it's just... The type of thing that a normal White House wouldn't do, but it's it, it's a, it's brilliant, right? I mean, you, you sit out, mm-hmm. you, you throw something in somebody's mailbox or whatever, and say, "Oh, look, you know, look at this document." You know, it's going to go to MSNBC. Um, now, if it was a real blockbuster, you gotta believe, uh, and Jeffy can attest to this, that Lester Holt is breaking that news and not Rachel Maddow. Thank you. Uh, but Rachel will get a nice ratings bump out of this. Uh, John Ziegler, who's on with us tomorrow, uh, he's going to be in town talking Penn State and other things. Had an interesting take on this, which is the hype, the increased hype of a story uh, is inversely proportional to how what it actually is. And he brought up the, right. the example of James O'Keefe, who... You know, occasionally we'll hype some stories. Sometimes he's got really good stuff. Sure he does. Sometimes, eh, maybe not so much. Um, and uh, this story, she beats it, you know, brings us up like this is this huge story, and it's really nothing there. I mean, it's, he paid taxes at a normal rate. I uh, mean, let's be honest. Rachel Maddow mm-hmm. is struggling to be relevant. And so I heard she, the numbers on MSNBC I are know huge that, right but now because I, of the Trump. I understand they're that. They're huge. But they're beating CNN. They're, I mean, they're doing a very, I mean, they're getting a nice bump out of this. Are they? Rachel is struggling to be relevant. And, uh, you know, so any of these kind of stories that lock on, man, she's going to, you got to grab on, right? You have to. I guess. But that, that's a nothing burger right there. That's, that's a big fat zero. <laughs> that's, it's, it's a win for Trump. She's trying to make it out like it's some big, enormous, scandalous story. I mean, There's not one piece of scandalous material no, in nothing. it. Nothing. Breaking one. We've got Trump's tax returns tonight, 9 p.m. NBC. Seriously. 83,000 retweets. This is why you promote things in, in advance. She gets all this attention. Every, all the eyeballs go there. And she's got nothing. Well, I, you know what? It's not even fair. It's not that she had nothing. She has nothing to please her audience. The fact right. that she has their tux returns is something. It is a story. It's just not the story they wanted. But, I mean, to be fair, that is actually breaking news. Uh, it's not. It's it's not a nothing news story. Well, it's, it's a nothing, nothing for them because story. they get nothing out of it. Right. They want so it it's to be something for else. them. Yeah. They, they want it as Van Jones admitted. They want it to be zero. He paid no taxes. Look how rich this guy is. This is what we were telling you. The rich pay zero taxes while you pay you know fifteen or twenty percent. That's that's what they wanted. 
uh, and they didn't get it. They, they wanted to go back to see, just like Warren Buffett's secretary, who pays a higher tax rate than he does. Donald Trump paid no taxes last year. That's a story. Th- then you have something. Yeah, this is and, nothing. And seemingly nothing. he pays a low, uh, much higher tax rate than Warren Buffett. Yeah, no kidding. Which, I mean, that's the yeah. hero of the left. Why? They're both billionaires. They're both bringing in a lot of cash. Why is Warren Buffett able to avoid taxes? That should be the new one. We should have a, a society that forces Warren Buffett to pay the same tax rate as Donald and, Trump. And think about this. She admitted he had a $103 million write-down. $103 million. And you still have to pay $38 million more in taxes? Yeah, yeah, not quite as smart as you said you were. Wow. I mean, that's outrageous. <laughs> that's a system. Not only is he not as smart as he said, that's a system that sucks. Yeah, Fix this. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm almost wow. to the point where I just want to say, you know what? The Obamacare thing, maybe shelve that. Let's get the tax thing done first. Yeah. You know, I, I know. it's in the news. Let's get that thing done. You obviously have nothing going here on the Obamacare thing. You have no idea what to do with it. Uh, it's been a disaster so far, to quote Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, let's get on the tax thing. Because honestly, any reduction I'm going to be happy with on that. Uh, that is a progressive income tax. I want it to be smaller. Let's work on that. Let's get let's, that done. Let's adopt Ted Ted Cruz's plan. Ten percent flat 10% tax, flat nice tax. and easy. Done. Uh, no problem. Everybody, everyone, everybody pays ten percent, but the rich pay more because they make more. So ten percent of a million is more than ten percent of ten thousand. It's fair. And it's 10% completely of fair. Ten dollars, Jeffy, would be one dollar. Just so you know, and your t- your tax bill going forward. And I know to you, a dollar, man, that. You need it. You do. I know. I get it. I Although, get it, they, actually, with the cruise plan, under I think it's under. I think they'll rebate you back. You'd actually so. get nothing. So yeah. don't worry. Be, you'd be a giant zilch like you are now. Mm-hmm. In many ways. Boy, let's do the Ted Cruz plan then. <laughs> God, that how great would that have been? You know, and what's going to uh, happen is we're going to get something similar to uh, the Paul Ryan plan, yeah. I bet you, which is like, you know, they'll go 39.8 or whatever. It, well, it's actually 43.8, but 30, let's say, you know, 44.8. But let's look at the... the they'll know, bring it down to 35 or 35, Big deal. And they'll bring the 35 to 32.3. Right. And they'll bring the, they'll bring the 27 or the, the 15 to, to 11.1... And we'll all sit here and go, wow, we got, we got a good, great good thing. job. And we'll all save $8.95 on the year. Woo! Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Yeah. I, but, and again, and then we'll have, I mean, if it's anything like this healthcare process, Ryan comes up with an, an, a, a program, which is not at all exciting, and then Trump backs it, guys. We got, you, know, you can call it Ryan Care all you want, but Trump has been out there pitching for this, at least outwardly. Now, you could certainly be the skeptic that I am and say, you know what? If Steve Bannon's dropping off tax returns in people's mailboxes, he's probably also telling Breitbart to put up uh, audio of Paul Ryan saying bad things about Donald Trump in the middle of this push for healthcare, the health care reform. Why, um, would, why would you do that, Stu? What, what would be the reason that someone would do that? I mean, well, that, that it sounds be, dumb. Yeah, why? I know. It wouldn't be anything about a bill that you definitely think is going to fail being put on Paul Ryan instead of you. Huh. Uh, that that would be my guess, but again, I wouldn't. Because uh, I was, we did an interview yesterday on the radio show with a United States senator that did nothing but call it Ryan Care. Uh, I found that interesting. Uh, with with Rand Paul. And all, I mean, he, he called it. He called Ryan it Ryan Care, Care the entire mm, interview. Interesting. I didn't pick that up. Really, that's mm. interesting because it was it was called Trump Care at the beginning a little bit. I know. And now all of a sudden, it's Ryan Care everywhere. Um, which is interesting. Look, they're both pushing for it. They're both saying they think it's a wonderful bill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I, 
you know, I, I think they're both. And look, the Trump administration has said outwardly they worked with Ryan to put this together. They right. said they've tried to they've worked on it. They're working on negotiating it now. Let's just hope it can improve. Although I heard yesterday that they're saying uh, this bill will go forward as is. Go forward as is. No, no, no wow. amendments. Maybe even. I mean, uh, incredible, incredible. Uh, I, I, I do want to see two the two or three. I, I thought so too. Back to the tax thing. I, I do want to see with the White House uh, the response to this because the White House addressed the tax returns as well. Um, let's let's take a look at that. What did they say about it? That's the one we just said. Is that the one? Yeah, they, we paired that whole. Uh, well, the Maddow. Yeah, it's it's from Rachel Maddow. She read the statement. Oh, is that That's, all that yeah, was? Sorry, yeah, I thought that was too a little confusing. Mm-hmm. That's not two separate. We did play both clips, Pat. Part one, part uh, this two. is we actually the Pat Stu show. Starts okay. about 17 minutes ago. Right. And we played two clips so far. Wow. Um, Have we already? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I tried to bail you out with the... Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, that was did. the Rachel Battle Club we just played. But. No, but then... The, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. What happens? Believe me, I don't pay attention to this <clears throat> show either. Especially when, Why would when you? Jeffy starts talking, Why would you, you tune out. I mean, it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know it happens to the audience. Um, and now it happens to the host. Jim. All right. We're well, guilty. Triple eight seven two seven. We'll come back with more in a second. Uh, the fact is, and we've talked about this many times. Uh, you could sit here and make arguments on Twitter. You could sit here. You could make arguments on Facebook. You could talk to your mm-hmm. friends. You can talk to your loved ones and try to convince them of the values that you hold dear. Um, but what good is that when you're donating money to the opposite side? That's what happens with us, and a lot of people don't realize this. With giant phone companies, you pay uh, money. Uh, as you pay your bill, and they take a portion of that money and they deliver it to the organizations you're fighting against in your daily life. Should we talk about Patriot Mobile now? It makes sense. When are we we going to talk about Patriot Mobile, though? Well, that was actually what I was leading to, Pat. Oh! Mm. Oh, okay. All right. That's, uh, (laughs) see, it's right there. It's it's got the big graphic. Well, we should be talking about Patriot Mobile because I think it's time for that. Okay, fine. Uh, They offer nationwide talk and text with (laughs) high-speed 4G LTE data. At really great prices, less than what you're paying now for your bill. And they donate up to 5% of what you pay them every month to a conservative organization like the NRA or maybe FreedomWorks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Patriot Mobile will even buy out your current contract. Um, Now, look, we could talk about the the cause, which is really important. Especially, it's not just helping a cause that you like. It's also taking money away from a a cause that you oppose. So it's really important on that place to, to do this. But in addition to that... They're going to do all the things that you, uh, you, that you get out of a, a good phone company, all the service, plus $500 to switch. Credits up to nice. $500 to switch. That's a huge amount. And you can keep your phone number and get great nationwide coverage, all while supporting conservative values that you believe in. So just pick up the phone and call them now. Finally get this out of the way and do it. Call Patriot Mobile. They'll waive the $35 activation fee with the promo code Pat and Stu. So go to PatriotMobile.com slash Pat and Stu or call them at one 800 a Patriot. That's 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Day 52. Actually, today 50. is 53. Is it really? Yeah. Day 53. Yes. Do we have a photo? This is day 52, and there is some breaking news on this front. Let's look at the picture from day 52. Day 52. As you can see, there is droopage. Oh, There is droopage. But it's still touching the ceiling. (laughs) It is still touching the ceiling. It is still up against the ceiling. It's coming down. That is unbelievable. I think we're within a week. 
of this thing because it's and I will say <laughs> that day fifty two is worse than day fifty one. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like noticeably it, worse. Yeah, it's. I mean. If, remember, this was a Y at one point, yeah. and that the, the part that's drooping down was touching the ceiling all the way until about day 48, 49. And by and the way, I saw a little separation, and now we've got some we serious droopage. Look how nice Stu's house is, by the way. The, the crown molding up at the 20-foot oh, level, you. and then the uh, the nice textured paint. Textured job. paint, yes. Very I like nice. the textured paint. Thank Very you, nice. Pat. I appreciate it. I did it myself. <laughs> and we, do we have uh, photos every day, right? Though I mean, you have photos of every day. Uh, most days, when I remember. Mm. I, I take well, why would you... Why would you not do one every day? Well, because sometimes I don't remember. It's just, it's unbelievable. It's incredible. Now, I, it is one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) I can't believe that balloon has lasted this long. And I will say, I had over this process 52 days, I've had a lot of people tweeting me, that's just static electricity. That's the only reason. I mean, it's not. It's coming no, it right isn't. off. Yeah. Uh, yep. And some people speculate that maybe my children glued the the uh, the balloon <laughs> to the ceiling, and I don't think that's possible either. It has what, to be Jeffy? quite tall. What's your stupid I'm face? I'm just I'm just pissed at you for not having a picture every day. Why do you? are going to document for, the whole thing. You want pictures every day? You say do, a significant difference between 52 and 51. Yet we, we do don't have, have a 51 picture. Uh, okay, we, I don't well, know that they you. have it available to show no, but you. You but should they, have it available. You should have pictures. I every do. Day. It is on the, on freaking Twitter at World of Stew. Why don't you just go there and follow me? Then you'd know I when I post I do follow pictures. you, and I have seen your stupid pictures, and they aren't, they aren't every day. They are means. most days. I will say sometimes, I, there are days whenever I remember, and I have time to take it. And I, I actually might, don't mind posting it. Because there's also, there's the taking it, and then there's the posting it. you got a two-step deal there. You don't have to post it every day, but you do need the documentation every day. I do, uh, well, what kind of, look, this is a serious issue, and you trying to... Uh, I mean, look, this at some point, this is, is going to fall down. This is a big story. At some this point, could... this is going to fall down. I, know, and I'm gonna, this... I hope I'm there to see it. Um, <laughs> I hope you are, too. I actually... That, it this really is, a book. is amazing. This I... is a book. You can add a book every day. <laughs> book. <laughs> I will say, seriously, as I was walking down the stairs after taking this picture, I actually had a moment of, like, just a tinge of sadness. Because it's starting to come thank down. You. Like, thank you. This yeah. is going to be over soon. I, isn't that weird? That's real. Like, I was like, oh, man. And then I was like, why do I... Are you kidding me? 60 days held hostage. I know. I know. My a great home book. held hostage. I know. So uh, we'll uh, we'll continue to follow this story as it breaks uh, here on the um, <laughs> Pat and Stu uh, program. Um, an interesting example of what is wrong with uh, what is wrong with our healthcare system. Um, oh, it, oh yeah. You got, okay, they have another picture. Day thirty-seven. And there you go. Uh, that's 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 what it used to look like. So yeah, now you, you see the upper right hand corner of the, the Y has drooped. Yeah. Um, and and the droopage from fifty-one to fifty-two. Uh, is noticeable. So, I mean, okay. I would say tonight's picture, day 53, again, at World of Stew, I will update you because it's important to get that picture up every yeah, it day, is. right, when Jeffy? The, when the rest of the balloon starts actually peeling away from the ceiling, that's what we want to see. I feel like there's a day, potentially, where you see it hovering it's about six inches below, <laughs> but yeah. not falling. I hope so. Is that so. true? Will I, that happen? I, I'm hoping. Yeah, because that'd be great. That'd be great. And I was told uh, by uh, someone who, uh, on on Twitter that I should uh, uh, I should document the whole thing like on Facebook Live when it comes down. You really should. <laughs> like, I'll be there. Yeah. You should. News team. Well, if somebody on Facebook said it to you. You should document it every day then, all the way. Uh, not actually, not what the person on Facebook said. In fact, you know that if you listen to the previous three or four sentences, <laughs> um, it was someone on Twitter who said. When it falls, not every day, but when it falls, documented on Facebook Live. 
Hey, could you? Hey, you know what? We're on the air. Can you stop eating for Whatever. ten seconds? No. <laughs> Whatever. And people wonder. I, you know, I, some seriously. people wonder why. Why, why do you make why? fun of Jeffy? Why do you? Why, why? you treat Whatever. him like that? Yeah, because well, he's him. There it is. There it is. Whatever. Okay. Good example. All right. right uh, uh, so as I was saying about the health care uh, situation. In Texas, there's a uh, well-intentioned uh, bill in the Texas legislature that would require insurance companies to cover the cost of hearing aids for children. Uh, the case for the bill is exactly what you'd expect, uh, presented in exactly the way you would expect, according to National Review. It's for uh, the children. Do you uh, not want the children exa- to hear? I don't even have to read it, because that's exactly what it is. Do you, do you want deaf children not to hear? Mm-hmm. This is for our children. I don't know why. Well, Michael Jackson did not do the ad uh, for it. Uh, however, uh, other than that, that's exactly what it was. Uh, they even said shaman in the ad. I love children. Shaman. Like that? Like that. Like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the uh, case against the bill is exactly what you'd expect, presented in the exact way you'd expect. Businesses, gr- business groups oppose the mandate, as they oppose all additional mandates, arguing that such mandates increase the cost of health insurance for all Texas and for employers who provide insurance. This is true, and so the argument is not met with a counter-argument, but with boos and hisses. Um, the mother in the public radio story about this particular uh, bill pr- um, pronounced herself offended by the situation. She was offended. She was offended. Uh, here's the thing. Hearing aids f- for children are expensive, but they're not outrageously expensive. They run about $5,000 to the higher end. According to the National Institute on Deafness and Other Communication Disorders, the number of children born with a detectable hearing loss is in one or both ears is about 0.2%. Texas has about 400,000 births a year. Assuming that all children born with hearing problems required $5,000 hearing aids and that none of their families had the means to pay for them, that would imply an annual outlay of $4 million for state-purchased hearing aids, i.e., roughly, the uh, municipal budget of Mushalo, Texas. You know where Mushalo is? No. I do not. Uh, Using a more realistic estimate that 30% of those children both need those hearing aids and have families that cannot pay for them, then you're talking about $1.2 million. Question uh, from Kevin Williamson of the National Review. Who really believes the most efficient way for the state of Texas to provide a benefit of $1.2 million um, to families of 0.2% of newborns is laundering that money through insurance companies. If you want to provide the benefit, then for Pete's sake, write the damn check. And this is something that happens all the time throughout society. The legislature doesn't want to be, well, we have to come up with a new tax to pay for the uh, $1.2 million. Uh, they don't want to be blamed for a brand new uh, program. They don't want to be blamed for new spending. So what they do is they make the insurance companies all do it. They mandated they do it. To them, there's no cost at all. To you, to the insurance companies, there is a cost. It gets laundered through that system. Uh, they probably add their own little piece of profit to the top of it. And then in the end, uh, everybody has to pay for these, uh, for these hearing aids. You know, it is a way to avoid responsibility. And people don't notice it because it doesn't cost them anything, but it does cost you. That's horrifying. Mm-hmm. That what kind of freak would not want to provide hearing aids for the children? I love the children, and they should all have hearing aids. But really? Well, let me give you an example, Pat. I love the 12 year old boy children. They should all have hearing aids. Okay, yeah, that that wasn't really the issue uh, at this time. But when I ask them if they they want some Jesus juice, they have to be able to hear me. What kind of freak would not want that? 
<laughs> well, let me give you an example of what kind of freak would not want to pay for something like that. All right. Uh, it's, a, it's a man in uh, Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Uh, March 2009, had a, uh, a uh, young child, a uh, baby. They usually come out. It wasn't a Volkswagen. It was not a piece of cauliflower. So uh, it was that a had to stun a lot of people. It, well, a lot of people were surprised by that. Wow. Uh, the, uh, the baby uh, was uh, born, and uh, they, they started to raise the baby. Um, and then uh, there was a little, a little issue. Uh, he didn't seem to actually be the father. Mm. Oh, boy. Mommy uh, went out with someone else and ha- oh got pregnant. And then realized, they realized this was several years after the birth. So what you, would you do in that situation? Obviously, if you're the mom, you'd sue the dad for child support. Now, you'd think, okay, that makes kind of sense. You're going to get the child, the, the real dad to pay. No, 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 no. I mean her husband, the one who didn't father the child. Because yeah. he divorced her after he found out, Because he divorced out, right? her when he found out. Yeah. And so she went to court. To get alimo- to get uh, child support from him. Child He's support. He's like, that's not my kid. I'm not paying for it. <laughs> right. And I don't wasn't. blame him. I do not blame him. Shockingly, the Canadian courts agreed with you. And wow. uh, said, you, you, no, you do not have to pay How about that? for the kid that's not that yours. Is, that is actually a surprise. It is a that surprise. Is a surpri- that's a pleasant surprise. But a little totally bit of common right. sense. But totally right. Right. It's not your totally responsibility right. to raise a kid that was um, uh, yeah, formed in a Holy in an affair outside of your marriage just because you're married to the woman. Wow. However, I am surprised, honestly, at this point yeah. uh, in our existence that that's still the Chalk case. Chalk one up for Canada. That's a surprise. Yep. Triple eight seven two seven back. Uh, here's another positive step you can take. Uh, like, how, how would you like to rely more on yourself than on the government? Mm. Or, you know, you, you have a certain supply of food on hand in case of any sort of emergency. Or maybe it's just a weather-related event where you can't get to the store. The, the stores are closed for a few days. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in, providing easy to prepare emergency food for you. Yeah, you have a couple of basic uh, requirements of uh, being a, a parent. Uh, one, try to have your kids with the person you're married to. That's always a good safety <laughs> tip. Uh, you know. <laughs> That's uh, why. Number Ladies two. and gentlemen, right there. That's why. <laughs> number two, you might want to have be prepared for uh, things that could go wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, it does happen. Um, and uh, my Patriot Supply has uh, an easy way for you to do this because, look, I, I've been honest about this. Uh, I know it's, this isn't my strong point. Mm-hmm. Being prepared, especially before I had kids, I never did anything. I had soy sauce. Uh, and I figured, you know, soy sauce will get you through a couple of weeks, right? Uh, maybe that's not science, but it would be potential. Duck sauce will. I will say duck sauce can get you through a, a, at least an hour or so. Um, however, why do that when my Patriot Supply will actually handle all of this for you? They're going to give you easy prepare food, four weeks of it for only 99 bucks, and they're going to ship it free. So there's not like some, there's no handling charge either. Yeah. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Every day for four weeks or for four people, that's a, a week each. I, I, it's just a great way to go. 888 411 5290. 888-411-5290 or preparewiththeblaze.com. That's preparewiththeblaze.com. <coughs> Hi, it's Pat and Stu. This can't be right. According to a new study in Oklahoma, Four out of five Oklahoma City students can't read a clock. Well, what? I mean, that's like a regular clock, right? Not a digital one. <laughs> right. Well, yes, probably. Yes. <laughs> yes, I would say. Well, of course they can't. I mean, who can read one of those? 
I, Can you read it? Yeah. Would you be able to read time if we were to bring a clock out right now? Would you? Do you think you'd be able to read the time? <laughs> Not a digital clock, a normal clock. I'll give it a shot. I mean, it's been a while. It is funny because, I mean, how often do they even see them? No, they don't, right? They, they look I mean, at their phones, rare. right? They don't have I mean, watches. Yeah, surprising. Like, we still have, we, I was thinking, we still have a couple in the house. Yeah, we do too. But a lot of people I, probably don't, right? You, you have your microwave, maybe your oven. Yes. I, I mean, we, we have one in both of the kids' rooms. And, you know, one of the things we do with them before we go to bed is we point to it and tell them what time it is well, so they stupid. learn how I mean, to tell time. Yeah, but that's stupid. Is it? Yeah, that's stupid. Is Why it? would you do something like that? Is it stupid? Uh. Is it? Is it? That's a really. <laughs> they could question. just have a digital one there and read the time. Yes, that's dumb. Hmm. That's an interesting well, see, obviously that's what's happened though, because yeah. the digital clock it makes it so easy. It, it is thirty nine after the hour. Forty after yeah. the hour four, now. It's four zero 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 zero. Okay, so if you don't have the little hand is on the one and the big hand is on the six. They don't, they don't do that anymore, I guess, mm-hmm. right? It, but you would think in school, don't they have the old-style clocks up on the wall anymore? I think I would think they did. I would think so, but 6 to 12-year-olds. You can't, you can't expect uh, the teacher to teach it. Don't know how to child. read a clock. I mean, that's just I mean, that's sad. Uh, Caitlin Carnes, who works with Boys and Girls Club in uh, Santa Fe South Elementary, said, Yeah, I was super surprised. When I was growing up, that was something we learned. I don't know if that makes me old or not. Yeah, it's, I guess it does. Um, with the exposure to technology, they've just lost the ability, and, and apparently uh, parents aren't teaching. So, I mean, that's uh, that's really pathetic. Yeah, I would say, yeah, that yeah, is that amazing. That is a sad commentary on society right now. Only 15 earned perfect sto- scores out of the 150. So 90% of people got something wrong. Jeez. Um, and uh, it was a time-telling survey with 15 questions, and only 15 of the 150 actually got them all right. Incredible. I mean, that's... Yes. You know, I mean, there's so many more Jeffies that I think than exist. Like, I think of Jeffy as this, like, really rare creature. That, he's not. He's not. <laughs> he's, he's not. I mean... There's nothing just, special about him. Nothing. Oh, well, that's definitely true. But, I mean, you know, and sure, he's, is he worse than a lot of these well, people? Well, yes, yes, but... Obviously. Still. I mean, is he worse than the BTK? Yes. Sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's about it. We were just talking off the air. I'm I would worse love for than Burger King. Oh no, BTK Killer. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're worse than him. Uh, Buying torture kill uh, that person. Um, it, it would be interesting to see if someone wanted to do this. And I, we have so many uh, great fans. Um, uh, probably this is worth a Twitter account, which is just an ongoing rap sheet of all the things we accuse Jeff of. <laughs> you imagine a list of the crimes we've accused him of. <laughs> Could It'd be say? extensive. Oh my God! Now extensive. we're just you're talking about just the crimes that I've been accused of here. Accused, on the show, accused on the, of. Well, yes. like a lot of times we'll say something like, you know, Jeffy, when you had that brush with the law back in '89, uh, when you murdered, uh, forget it. You know, like, <laughs> like that. We do that so often. I bet, like, the the most wanted poster of Jeffy with all of the crimes listed below it would be really entertaining. It'd be interesting. It'd be funny. It really and would. True. And yes, yeah, sadly, true. Mm-hmm. I haven't been uh, really punished for many of them, but how uh, many of those are unproven still? Well, yeah, we're not talking necessarily convictions. We're talking about the accusations. Yeah, well, which, yeah, I mean, yeah, we I, haven't you haven't been tried for everything, obviously. Ooh. Right? So, Ooh. No, Ooh. not even close. <laughs> so what's great is these kids who can't read time from a clock grow up and become college students who can't look at a scale either because it's triggering. To them, and uh, 
and then the scale has to be removed from a college gymnasium. Uh, for people with eating disorders, stepping on a scale can be very triggering. A college in Canada is taking extreme measures to make sure it doesn't happen. Carleton University in Ottawa has decided to get rid of all the scales at their gym. <laughs> they put up signs where the scales used to be to explain they were removed to encourage people to focus on other ways of measuring their health beyond just their weight. Because somebody would see a scale, not necessarily get on it, but they'd see the scale and they'd be reminded of their weight. And then you got to go eat again, right? So you can't have that. You can't have that. You can't have that. Uh, Jeffy? What Wait, why society? are we showing Jeffy? He wasn't even talking, right? That was Pat talking. You were showing Jeffy. Plus, I, I, wasn't, I can't be listening to anything about uh, scale talk. I, <laughs> have we triggered? You want to talk about triggering something? Uh, well, I guess yeah. this, is, uh, this, is, this is part of the deal. This is the way the society is going. Uh, We've got to worry about trigger warnings. And we got to worry about this, too, which I thought was interesting. Um, the city of Seattle is adopting a new policy, first come, first served, for renting a house. So the landlord cannot decide who they want to rent their home. They cannot decide whether they think, I don't know, the person's qualified, uh, is going to wreck the house, uh, is going to pay the bills, is going to be annoying. Mm-hmm. Because as someone, you know, who, uh, if, as you're owning a house and you're renting it to people, you don't want a Jeffy, right? You don't want to have that situation where you're going to get somebody in there uh, you're going to have to deal with. But in all seriousness, like, you know, like I would say if I was renting, I, I had a house in Pennsylvania that we rented for a while. And it was important to me to get somebody who seemed to be, generally speaking, in control of their lives. Mm-hmm. Kind of important. I don't want to get a call every 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, if, the, if, if someone's asking me a million pestering questions about the house... Uh, I don't necessarily want to rent to that person. I'd rather let it go empty right. for another month until I find somebody who's not going to pester me every month uh, and, and every day with every little problem. You want someone who's going to be competent, who's going to, who has a... Now, I'm, I'm sure there's some financial requirements they still have to pass, but other than that, no, they're saying... I think that's been that way for a while, though, in a lot of cities. If you... Because I, I remember uh, one house I rented, we just happened to be driving by, and there was a for-rent sign in the mm-hmm. window, and I remember that that particular owner told me that if he advertises it, you know, the reason he just puts a for rent sign in the window is so then he's able to rent to who he wants. But if he puts it in the paper or he puts mm. it in the realtor ads or whatever, he can't. It's very difficult to say no. Hmm. Oh, all, really? It's you know, also, it's your, when it's your house, you should be able to do whatever you want. <laughs> I, I should be able to rent that to whomever I want. If I don't like the way you look, I should not have to rent correct. to you. If I if I don't believe that you're a, of good character, I should not be able to to have to yeah. rent to you if I don't want to, because I've been stuck in that situation before. I where, you know, when we when we moved from Salt Lake City to Houston, um, we couldn't sell the house for a while. It was in a down market time, as it always is when I try to sell my house. Uh, and so uh, for two years, we had to we we were making double payments. We were paying in Houston, and we were paying for our old house in Salt Lake City. Those are, those are fun times. Finally, fun, somebody fun came times. along, and it was anybody, and it was a body, and we just put them in there. Go ahead. And they were the freaking worst. They were the absolute worst. <laughs> of course, of course. They sucked. Oh, the wow. guy expected me to continue to make both payments. Uh, because Wait, what? Yeah, he thought we should be living a higher law, where I'm helping him out because I'm doing better than he is. Um, no. <laughs> hey, that's not a rental. That's a favor. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even know him. 
And then when he when I could finally get uh, an occasional payment <laughs> oh, yeah, out of this, this is fantastic. What this I, is a much longer story. It sure it is. Needs to, it I is. need to hear this it whole sure thing. It sure is. But anyway, they put up a freaking wall between our 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 living area. It was an open area. They put up a wall and a door between the living and kitchen. In the rental? Yeah. In the, in the home they're renting that I own and didn't ask me, didn't say anything. My brother-in-law, who lived in the area, went over to his house one day just to check it out because we said, would you go over there and see what's going on? And he's like, Pat, they, 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 put up a, they built a wall in the living room. <laughs> what? They built a wall? Uh, we'll take it down when we leave, but uh, yeah, we, we needed that. So they didn't have money to pay the rent, but they had enough money right. to erect and it, then take erect down a wall. a wall. Well, they had money to pay, so, the, to pay the rent, but it was more important that Pat, <laughs> yeah, Pat because he's doing so well, right. uh, take care right. of them, share that. So for my money, I should be able to rent to whomever <laughs> I want. Uh, and if I don't think you're going to be good in my place, I, I'm not uh, renting no, to you. We're not renting to no. you. No. I know. I don't care what color you are. If I think you're seedy, you're not going to be in my house. Period. Yeah. Well, I guess they could put up a um, a predetermined list of requirements that they so you can say like you be. have to earn this much or whatever. But that's it. You can't make any other decisions. Right. They're fighting that, by the way. Let's take a break. Triple eight seven twenty seven back is the uh, number. Uh, and Jeffy and his you know uh, really usually disappointing segment is on the other side. <laughs> Wow, live version. Wow. Mm. You don't get that every day. A little harmony there. So, go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome. I noticed, you know, I just want to say thank you for that open, too, because it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> I know Stu has a stupid <laughs> balloon story he can't even take a picture every day of, but he's mm-hmm. got a produced open. Oh, it's, a nice, it's a nice open, isn't it? Anyway. Mm-hmm. My, my For the balloon thing, which is, by the way, a throwaway segment that we do every couple days, and it's going to end... <laughs> Really soon when the balloon comes down. No, that's a nice open. But then, yeah. and then yours. We have and then yours. Mine. <laughs> and then there's, there's yours. yours. There. No, so. I understand. You know, that's why I was thanking you, uh, Amy Schumer. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you know how much I love her. Yes, oh, I, she's. I'm a, such a fan of hers, and I was so sorry to hear that the reviews for her network uh, special on Netflix mm-hmm. uh, is doing so well. The leather <laughs> special, um, I believe, is uh, I don't know a dud. Uh, very I, bad. I, this again. I mean, it got a one-star review, right? Uh, it's gotten uh, a many. Yeah, that's reviews. because everyone hates her now. And it has boy, what a shame! None of them watched it. They just all are voting it down because she's annoying, which is her fault, absolutely. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. it's not does not reflective of the special. I'm sure. I bet. I, I bet I you. I don't know, man. I've seen some stuff of hers. It's just not funny. Everyone Just has some stuff that's not, not funny. We have funny. Jeffy on the show. We, we should watch it and, and judge it on its own merit. 
I've sent uh, clips that are very funny from Amy Schumer to Pat or to uh, Jeffy and right. to Glenn, but and neither of them listened to them. Well, yes, but they don't you care. don't know I didn't. You don't know yes, I, I didn't do. listen yes, to. Yes, I do. No, you I've don't. I asked you. You, you said you didn't. Oh, well, again, okay, never mind. I guess I did believe you, which is a mistake. <laughs> um, probably you had already heard it fifty times. Yeah, that was dumb. Yeah. yeah, that was dumb. I'll send them to you too. Well, it's, it's a little too edgy, I think, for Pat. I mean, it is, Pat it's kind of big guy stuff, I know. Pat can certainly be edgy. I don't mean to like talk down to him like he's four years old, but I don't think that's your preference. No, it's you not. know, you'd rather not listen yeah. to that. So if that's you why could, I'm if, if you may want to listen to that when you know by yourself. Okay. Don't. Not, not with uh, not with the uh, not with the family, not with the family, or potentially the, the wife. Tends the yeah. wife. The you wife know. is the one I'm concerned about. Well, <laughs> she's <laughs> very concerned about the fruit snack intake of one Pat Gray. Right yeah. There's no doubt about that. So uh, am I. Actually, I'm I'm concerned about it for him. Well, it costs a dollar a day. So I mean, well, that's what you could feed a hungry child for yeah. that, or, yeah, or right. a hungry Pat, or, or right. Me. Yeah, and I, I mean, yeah. you chose the hungry Pat. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I did. Plus, believe. we have we have the uh, 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 horrifying. Horrifying robot. Uh, this enthusiast uh, who made his own little robot from from Amazon Alexa turned it into a skull and made Amazon Alexa a talking Alexa? skull. Be careful. Yes. What's the weather? In Vienna, it's 41 degrees with clear skies and sun. Tonight, you can look for clear skies with a low of 15 degrees. Yeah. It's kind of fun. I don't know. Horrifying. Uh, it's, yeah, it's horrifying. Not a bad I mean, bit to do. Cute. Uh, a good do-it-yourself bit. Yeah. You you know? oh, not a bad effort. Fun. I could you can barely I could barely sit through it. It's so scary. With the skull <laughs> on Amazon Alexa. <laughs> yeah, it was it was terrifying. It was. And when he and I hopefully, I mean, we just aired, I'm sorry, I apologize. Alexa. Oh no. <laughs> we did it again. Now you're I'm doing it just to antagonize the audience. <laughs> I'm sorry. And this one, I mean, I guess the guy didn't have uh, I guess the guy didn't have okay Google now. <laughs> Now you're doing it to them. No, I'm just saying he didn't have that. Mm. So, no, didn't so. have If that. Alexa says Alexa, will Alexa stop to listen to Alexa? That's a good question. I don't know. Let's try it. Mm. Alexa, say Alexa. Hi, Pat and Stu, 888-727-BECK. Lately, we have been on uh, quite a roll with Alex Jones. He keeps (laughs) providing material, and we keep playing it for him. Well, you know, Uh, we've had a struggle over the years, Pat, and this is mm -hmm. kind of behind the scenes, um, as to how to, uh, I don't know, treat Alex Jones as content. Because he's such a nut job, we could obviously play clips and laugh at him every day. Uh, absolutely we could do that every day and for a while we were like well you know he's so kind of irrelevant and a, a crazy person we don't want to give him any cra- like a no one knows who he is b <laughs> look at that giant red right. face <laughs> right. uh, <laughs> oh okay it's not as red now no all right uh, b i don't know if we want to give him attention right i mean like uh, no one knows who he is but like the more we play his clips the more people will know who he is and yeah. his you know he's you know he's you know ugh. 
So uh, we've gone back and forth, and every once in a while a clip would be so funny we had to play it, but we would then uh, you know go for a while and not play them. Mm-hmm. Lately, what's happened is everyone now has uh, has got on this bandwagon. Yes. Everybody's pulling clips from Alex Jones. It's like yeah. the new trendy thing to do. And he's obviously, at this point, essentially a top advisor to the President of the United States, so mm-hmm. uh, it's totally fair game, I think, at this point. So we give you lots of funny clips of Alex Jones. I feel like it's fair. You're right. So during the opening segment of an NBC show, uh, Baldwin, posing as Trump, said he had credible intel on space aliens invading, not from the FBI or CIA, but from InfoWars. Here's a look at that. Set up the whole thing. They're coming! I actually heard the aliens are already here. They've been hiding in this country for hundreds of years. It's a fact. They're shapeshifters. They look like regular people, but they're aliens. Look, there's one right there. What? I am not an alien. Yes, she is, and so is the woman next to her right there. Oh, okay, no. (laughs) Sir, where are you getting this information? From a very reputable source. What, the FBI, the CIA? Infowars, it's a radio show hosted by Alex Jones. You know he's legit because he's always taking off his shirt. <laughs> it's funny. That's a big moment for Alex Jones. Though. Yeah, that sure is. That's kind of, yeah. you know. Um, uh, he didn't uh, apparently take too kindly to it, though. Uh, I mean, that's, that's darn near given a credibility. I know. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, it's crossed that line. I mean, again, he's essentially an advisor to the president. I mean, at least, certainly by his telling, he is an advisor to the president. Right. Um, at least he, he says they have regular phone calls. We know for a fact, though, he went on his show and said he did a great job. Trump went on Alex Jones' show and said he had a great reputation and did a great job. Um, and, and clearly he's tweeting links that originate at InfoWars if he doesn't realize it. Like, it, it's possible it goes from InfoWars to other various, you know, crazy sites that pick it up, and then he tweets it as And real. wasn't InfoWars on the lizard, people think? I think so. Uh, sounds about right. I think that came from them. I, th- I think that's an actual thing. But anyway, here's uh, Jones' response. Alec Baldwin thinks he's a tough guy. I challenge him a million dollars, the charity he wants, to get in the ring with me. Bare knuckle. You coward. You think you're a tough guy messing with little cameraman people. You freaking bully. You coward. I hate you. My listeners hate you. And remember that scumbag forever. (laughs) We're going to defeat this anti-human scum. We're going to wreck their world. When I come back, we'll look at the coward at Homeland. Oh, I was just joking when I said I'd break Alec Baldwin's back or neck. I meant that metaphorically. Just like it's a joke when they say that I told Donald Trump black people aren't humans. How dare you? Oh, I know you feel sorry for yourself when I make a statement like that. You'll probably be in the news. Alex Jones threatens Alec Baldwin. You can't get up there and say you learned from me that black people aren't humans. Excuse me. (laughs) I'm just getting sick of these people. I, I really am starting to get tired of them. <laughs> what the because hell is wrong with I watched with this that five-minute clip. It took me 30 minutes know, to man. start and stop it. I was eating jalapenos during the break. <laughs> and I'm sitting there watching this crap meant to create destruction of our society. And I'm not mad at Baldwin. He just and said you were. Because they're even attacking me. Wait, I'm sick of the world. What is wrong with this guy? He's not mad at Baldwin. The guy is a selfish pig. He just called him a scum. 
He just said he hated him. He said he hated him. What do you mean he's not mad? (laughs) He just challenged him to a million-dollar boxing, bare-knuckles boxing fight. And and screamed at him that he hates him. and, but you're not and mad the at listeners him? Listeners hate, hate you too, you scum. And this is the argument with playing these clips. He's clearly disturbed. Oh my gosh. I mean, uh, the man wow. is insane. Uh, absolutely. The, the word unhinged crazy. is used way too much because it's applied to people who really aren't. He is. He is. I think he's so. He's absolutely unhinged. Like, what, what kind of weird reaction is that? Like, freaking hinge. Again, he's gone through this world where he's he's an absolute nobody who, because uh, you know uh, of some conspiracy theory friendly members of the administration, is all of a sudden uh, relevant to our nation. I mean, and you have Saturday Night Live do a completely harmless yeah, joke, right? Uh, about you, and they're not and necessarily you, saying black people aren't humans, but he no, well, did. He, I, We're gonna have to, I'm going to look up the lizard people because you know it came from Infowars, probably. I will say though, like that's a great oh, example of what he does to actual facts, right? Yeah. Like yes, it was a joke about uh, Donald Trump being racist, basically. You know, like you're, you're saying, okay, oh, he thinks uh, he sees a black person, he thinks it's uh, you know, uh, it thinks uh, it's an alien. They were not saying that. that Alex Jones told the president that uh, that black people aren't human. No, it was a joke, a joke. It's on a comedy show. Uh, obviously, he knows that. I, I, he's either completely disturbed or, uh, well, uh, it's a big comedy bit, and uh, more on that coming up on this season of the Wonderful World too, because that may very well be true. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We've gone into some severe, some real investigation here on whether uh, Alex Jones is Bill Hicks. And uh, I'm starting to become a believer. <laughs> <laughs> He's pissed off about that oh, one, too. I've he heard him sound off on that. Hillary caught on tape birthing alien life form. Alex Jones Infowars. Um, reptilian planet Infowars. Uh, mm. So you can't tell me that there... I mean, there's a bunch of links here to these. Infowars, Hillary caught on tape birthing alien life form. Uh so weird. That's that's the kind of garbage that you get from Infowars, and and what's the other one? Planet something or other? Uh, Prison Planet. Prison Planet. They're both his. the same, same site. thing. Same um, site. Now you might say, "Who the hell is Alex Jones?" And that's still a very legitimate question. Um, it is. I understand that, but he's here to uh, to tell you who he is. Watch. I'm a lover, and that's why I'm a fighter. I'm Alex Jones in Austin, Texas. I'm just an average fighting Texan. I'm a man. I'm a Canadian. I am a Christian. I'm a Jew. I'm friendly. I'm nice. I'm a white guy. I'm ready to kill. I'm a primitive. I'm like a raccoon in the garage. I basically uh, am a fraud. I'm for real. I'm a policy wonk. I'm a patriot. I am 1776. I'm liberal. I'm here to date your (laughs) six-year-old. I am twisted. I am wicked. I am weak. I'm part of this planet. I'm kind of like an eyeball or maybe a tooth. I'm somebody that didn't even (laughs) used to cry at my grandparents' funerals. I'm a little chicken neck bastard. I'm a coward like you. I'm an Ellie. Uh. I'm getting back into weightlifting. I'm going somewhere. (laughs) I'm going to be somebody. I'm a Marine Corps. I'm under chemical and biological attack. I'm pissed. I'm red-blooded and I hate murderers. I'm evil. I'm like a mother who can pick a car up off their baby because it's screaming and begging for help. I'm a reptoid clone of John Wayne uh, and Elvis. I'm in a scientific matrix grid in the early phases of being inserted into an extermination system. I'm a pioneer. I'm an explorer. I'm animated. I'm a throwback. I'm here. I'm setting fires everywhere. I'm not an open-minded person. (laughs) 
All right. The many things that Alex Jones is right there for you. Um, I mean, that. that's By fantastic. the way, the Hillary headline was a satire, so I, ca- I can't pin that on him. Oh, no. But here's some actual ones. Subliminal Super Bowl Illuminati secrets revealed. <laughs> uh, is Michelle Obama transgendered? Global warming. Uh, well, okay, I, I agree with that one is a crock of crap. Uh, <laughs> expert 9-11 false flag was the greatest crime of the century. Oh. Obama caught running ISIS. Why does popular culture glorify being a P word? Uh, why are feminists fat and ugly? That's a cute one. Mm. And NWO opening thousands of portals to ancient demons. I, you know, I was concerned. I saw a few of those portals. And I was like, how many of these portals are there and who There's opened thousands. them? Thousands. There's thousands. And it was NWO. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, a little Al Gore? This is incredible. I mean, this is... This, this is, is just as bad as Alex Jones. And this it's is kind of worse. why they're paired together. Because more people take him seriously right. than Alex Jones. This is worse, really. Uh, but this is pathetic. Listen to this. What is your take on the man the president chose to head the Environmental Protection Agency, Scott Pruitt, who, by the way, just last week said uh, he doesn't agree that carbon dioxide is a primary contributor? <laughs> and that's a perfect example of the problem that I'm describing in the assault on reason. Uh, but it, has he had some work some done? Point, a know. false belief. Collides with physical reality. We are seeing every night on the television news now a nature hike through the Book of Revelation. Oh my! These (laughs) climate-related extreme weather events uh, have convinced the vast majority of people that the scientists have been right for a long time. We have to address this. But putting someone in the (laughs) EPA who denies even the most basic Basic, scientific scientific truth truth. You know, it's the old cliche. The earth earth is is flat. flat, I'm going to go down that road again. (laughs) People who believe that breathing in and out doesn't cause the world to warm an incredible amount, and a dangerous, catastrophic amount. Because that's exactly what, what is created by, by breathing out is CO2. And so that CO2 that you're breathing right now is killing the planet. And some people don't believe that. And they're akin to those who believe that the earth is flat. Now, that's demeaning to them a little bit, but it's, it's okay because they're so stupid. They don't know they're being demeaned. It is RSUVs. And it's our breath that's killing the planet. I mean, I don't so, know how you argue with that. So true. How do you argue Matt, with you that? You really nailed it. How do you argue profound, with that? Profound. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, and then, he, but Glenn is the catastrophist. When he talks about, right. mm-hmm. you might want to be prepared for some of the things that may come around. But he has said, what's happening now with the, with the, with the climate is a nature hike through the book of Revelation. I know. So good. Okay. Uh, it's funny, and you can say a lot of things about the climate. You can say a lot of things about the environment that are, uh, you know, people might not be able to fact check on you. You know, mm-hmm. you can say, oh, everyone agrees, blah, blah, blah. You can't say, however, the vast majority of people agree with you on this. The reason why you're on TV talking about Scott Pruitt is because more people voted for the guy who wanted Scott Pruitt. Yeah. Yeah. And not to mention, if, if people agreed with you, the vast majority of people, they would also believe it's a gigantic catastrophe, and they would put it at the top of their priority list instead of dead last. Dead 
Last is where climate change exists when it comes to a priority list when they do polling. And he himself has admitted that, okay, they say CO2 drives temperature up, right? Mm -hmm. That's the crux of, that's the basic scientific fact in question here. So CO2 drives temperature up. He's admitted that it works the other way as well, that the temperature drives CO2. So if the temperature goes up first, CO2 is not the problem. Mm -hmm. Right. Because because we have been far hotter than this. There have been higher CO2 levels than this uh, hundreds of years ago, thousands, millions of years ago, way before humans existed. There was much higher uh, CO2 in the atmosphere. Uh, And we've had warmer periods than this. So if it's the CO2 that's the problem and it's killing us, uh, what happened before? What, we just go through normal phases. It warms. It cools. It warms back up again. It cools off again. It, it, we've been through this cycle thousands of times on this planet. And I, so it drives me out of my mind when I hear him compare not believing, as he does, to flat earthers. Just, it's it, unbelievable. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, I mean, look, I can understand uh, that, uh, you know, that people, some people believe this and some people, you know, there, there's some evidence and obviously some scientists do believe it. And some uh, skeptical scientists will, will agree on the basic uh, functions of what we're talking about. But that does not mean it's a catastrophe. Certainly doesn't mean everybody agrees with you. Um, and he knows that's not true. You know why? Uh, because he's not president. He wasn't president. Uh, he and and he's you know like he's out there you'd think be uh, pitching for candidates that would would want this to continue and, and he's not getting it. And the Scott Paris Pruitt is going to go away. Scott Pruitt didn't entirely dismiss CO two anyway. He said we need to look into it more. We don't know for sure yet. Yep. And the fact is, it's it's not there's not hardcore proof. I mean, how do you prove that? How do you prove that? It's very difficult, and that's really one, one of the reasons why it's easy to be skeptical of people like mm-hmm. Al Gore. Because he acts as if it's so certain when, again, scientific, like if I were to say, hey, here's some cyanide, Jeffy chew this, let's see what happens, Mm -hmm. right? Jeffy would, uh, would, you know, drop dead. And then if he didn't, we would know the cyanide wasn't right and we could try another cyanide pill until he did. Mm -hmm. And that experiment could be repeated until we had the result we desired, Mm -hmm. which is obviously Jeffy kind of on the floor, uh, kind of shaking around on the floor a little Twitching down there, and until foam we, coming out of his mouth, until that we got kind of uh, you know a, a bulldozer mm-hmm. in here to, to get him to the dumpster. Yeah, and so that would be the type of thing that we could do and have an experiment where we have a result that we can measure and replicate. Right, that's what's that's the easiest way to get science done. Now you can't do that with the climate. That doesn't mean you don't study it, but it does mean that you may have a little bit of elevated skepticism when the only way to predict the future here is by computer models that have consistently missed to the warm side. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, over and over and over again, this goes back as far with James Hansen in front of Congress, mm-hmm. all the way up to current day, we've seen over 90% of models predict more warming than actually existed. So with that information, it is honestly logical to be skepticism of the, uh, the, the moments of fear that are constantly, that we're constantly told about. Um, so I, I think that's completely rational to do. Um, and, you know, people like Al Gore who don't present it that way, don't say, look, like if Al Gore came out and said, look, I am concerned 
uh, that that it is warm and uh, that it is uh, warm as far as uh, the last couple hundred years have gone, that we have seen increasing temperatures as far as our best measurements tell us. And we say, you know what? We think CO2 might be a factor here. We should look for ways to innovate so that we don't need to deal with fossil fuels anymore. Uh, that is a, a position you can look at and say rationally, okay, well, I mean, he's looking at it. He's thinking there might be a risk. He's not guaranteeing it. He's not acting like you're a flat earther if you don't know. But to say but, right now that we're going through a nature hike through the book of Revelation. It's insane. It's, it's the insanity. height of ridiculousness. It's insanity. It's, it's, it's fear-mongering. It. He's just bought into this philosophy that you have to scare. There was someone who said this a long time ago, which was, we have to exaggerate. We ha- I can't remember which environmentalist right. it was. We have right. to exaggerate. We have to tell these, these fairy tales, essentially, to scare people. Because if, if we take time and tell them the truth, we will, it will be too late. So we have to exaggerate these claims to scare people enough to, into action. And they admitted this. Uh, I can get, I'll get the quote in the break uh, here. But, I mean, it's, you know, it's an important moment, I think, in the environmental movement, and it's something that Al Gore lives. Yeah. He yeah. does. Uh, so there you go. 888-727-BECK is the phone number. Do you like delicious water? Is that something, you know, and we're talking about the environment. Do you like delicious water? Do you like water to be fresh and clean? I do. I do, too. Uh, and this is uh, what Alexa Peer uh, believes as well. This is the, kind of their, their pro unit. Um, now, you have the, mm. they have the, uh, the pitcher, which I have in my house. Uh, we also have the pro unit. Um, this is uh, the one you see here. And this can do up to, I think, 5,000 gallons. Uh, mm-hmm. Take water from really any source and make it into uh, delicious, pure drinking water. And it removes up to, well, as close as to 100% of contaminants from your drinking water, as is humanly possible. So it really to cleans four up. four decimal points. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's, it's an amazing system. And uh, we're talking about parasites coming out, bacteria, lead, pesticides, pharmaceuticals, chromium-6, arsenic, all of that stuff, all filtered out because this has an amazing filtering process in it. Yep. Each pro filter does have that capacity I mentioned of up to 5,000 gallons, costing you pennies per gallon. This is another thing. Uh, I know I go through uh, a lot of bottled water, um, mm-hmm. and you know there's there's use for bottled water, especially if you want it to be um, sort of uh, you know portable. But you can cut that way down to no, almost nothing with the Alexa Pure because all the water you drink. And I will say this: uh, we use it for. Um, my wife has one of those coffee makers. It's not the Keurig; it's the other one, uh, the Ninja. I think yeah. is the one she has now. And she uses the filtered water uh, in uh, the coffee oh, that she makes. So the coffee tastes uh, better. And the coffee tastes better, and uh, it's more pure. Mm-hmm. Why not, right? Triple eight eight nine five seventy seven forty six. She says she notices a difference, which is great. Online, uh, getalexapure.com. Getalexapure.com. You're going to save 20 bucks off the retail price. 888-895-7746 or getalexapure.com. Oh, I love this one. This doesn't sound like a good idea to me. No, it's amazing, though. Yeah. I think it's something we could pull off. I think we should try the same thing with Jeffy, see how, how well it what goes. What a good idea. Mm-hmm. I didn't think of it that way. Mm-hmm. When you think of it as Jeffy doing it, that's a great idea. Yeah. Because um, he could do it. I will say, right? This in, is in the amazing. crappy car that you used to have. What was that? What did you just get rid of that was kind of breaking down, didn't have any air conditioning anymore, couldn't go very fast? What was that car? Volkswagen Bug. Yeah, that you should try it in that. You should <laughs> that try was it in my that. Chevy Impala. 
I love my Chevy Impala. That bad boy took. Oh, yeah. oh you got a 15 accidents. No, an Impala has going. too big an engine. You don't want. Yeah, I mean that's almost like cheating. But this is. But this is what's interesting about uh, this conversation to me, Pat, is that I've already seen this video, and yeah. I can tell by the way you're talking about it, you think it's something completely different. <clears throat> oh, I just want you to watch it. Here's the video of the guy, uh, a subway stop race. Watch. Okay. Oh, a subway stop race. I see it. A subway train. No way he beats it. Where's he gonna? He's gonna run to run where? To the next stop. Now he's watching the left. You can see yeah. his uh, his camera view where he's running, okay. and the other guy stays on the train. It's incredible. How many times you cut through a stupid mall to get in and out of the city? The guy's in good shape, man, to be yeah. able to keep going like this. Uh huh. I guarantee I would have gone about oh, six feet. Dead. Wow. Well, this is just where you're just getting warmed up here. He's trying to beat the subway Good. to the next stop, and he's running on surface streets, if you're listening on Blaze Radio. Came up the stairs through a mall where the subway originally stopped. Man, this guy's in good shape. Yeah. No way. I mean, no way could I. I mean, obviously, but. Okay. So is he going to get down to the bottom before the door opens? Is that the deal? Yeah, this is a slow subway. He's trying to. He may or may not make it. He'll make it. It's going to be very close. close. Getting close. He's coming down the stairs, but has not Uh, seen the subway yet. Oh, man. He's getting it. He is not there yet. There there. he is. There he is. And he makes it. (laughs) (laughs) But he didn't beat it. He did not beat it. He did not beat it. And look, you see it moving already. He made it by like... A second. He did not beat it. What a loser. So everybody on the train knew he, what he was doing? I guess Apparently. so, yeah, because they all fun. clapped when he got on. That's, that's incredible. Fun. Yeah, that's amazing. That's I seriously mean, amazing. Jeffy, you can't even walk to like the no. men's room from uh, here without stopping three uh, or four uh, times. You have those you no. know, stations set up in between where you well, kind of stop and bite to uh, eat. I'm not, I'm not running. There's no point to run. No. For anything. For anything? For anything. What if you're about to be murdered? I'm not running. <laughs> Good information. <laughs> uh, we've had a couple of really cool videos uh, the, the past couple of weeks. One of the things that I liked was this BBC video. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the BBC video was. This do is we fun have it? Everybody can us? relate to it. Yeah. Uh, everybody who ha- who's ever had kids. We have can an update to on this. this. Um, do we have? The, is this the actual video or no? This is the actual. We have an interview with him. Um, I don't know. Do we have the original or not? The original video. The original of, BBC of interview the BBC. with the. Oh, okay. So it was the one where pro- I think they show probably clips of it in here, but um, the the uh, video where uh, the guy's doing an interview with the BBC. His first his first kid comes in, um, and uh, he's trying to like push him back. Then his second kid, baby on the walker comes, comes in, and the walker comes in. Then uh, a woman comes in and tries to, and pulls them out of there and closes the door. It's a great video. It's either You've his probably wife seen it. or the babysitter. Right. We were somebody. talking about well, that, that as part of this actual yeah. issue. So let's okay. watch watch the video and see what the, what happens. Well, sort of mixture of sort of surprise so and the same oh, yeah, yeah, amusement okay. and as far as love and affection. I mean, it was terribly cute. I saw the video just like everybody else. It is really funny. Basically, beginning Friday night, we've been fairly relentlessly solicited on um, social media by phone, by email. We turn off our phones for a while. We just put them in. Yeah, I mean, they are whatever for a while. YouTube um, hits, off man. Twitter alerts and Facebook alerts, and I'm not even going near YouTube or Reddit or whatever these other sites are. It's happened all the time for us. But not like this, the uh, interview thing and stuff. That is, uh, it was first time it happened, right? It happened first time yeah. for six, yeah. six, 
Six years? Yeah. I've been doing so, TV for a while and I know what happened before, obviously. Yeah, most of the time she locked the door. <laughs> yeah. I heard she leaving, but I couldn't find them around me. And I tried to check the door, it was open, so I heard I couldn't think any of those. So it was some chaos for me. Now, most of the comments have been overwhelming percentage of the stuff we've gotten or she has been sent to us has been possible. So we're very grateful for that. Um, yeah, sort of mostly we're interested in this sort of like fading to a manageable yeah, level. So <laughs> now she wants to talk to you. Want me to bring her in? This is, this is, this, dude, this is my life, man. So, the story is pretty interesting in that, uh, first of all, he blamed himself for not locking the locking door. Locking the door. That was right. his fault, which I thought was kind of a cool thing. Because the mother was saying, they always go up, the kid always goes up and checks the door when dad's in there doing an interview. It's locked, they come back. Right. Um, so he didn't lock the door. Secondly, uh, the reason why she let it slide, because I think my first initial, my first th- thought was, how do you, you can't let that happen. I have, my wife is, does a show at, uh, at our house sometimes, and she, uh, when she does that, I got to keep the kids away if it's my gig, right? Like, that's my main responsibility, because if they go in there in the middle of the show, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's um, cages. Yes, there, there, there are cages. Um, but that's not really what we're talking about here. Okay, uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, the reason why is because they were trying to record the appearance, so she had her phone out watching it, and so she's holding the phone up to the TV to record the appearance, and she sees <laughs> for the first time live the kid come into the room on delay. Mm, so the kid's right. already mm-hmm. in there. That's mm-hmm. why it takes her a few seconds to get in there. She runs in there, and uh, and it, it was his wife, by the way, uh, runs in there that and was- and, uh, and um, drags the kids out. One of the controversy points is a, a bunch of people, including uh, hateful Jeff Fisher, said, "Is that the nanny?" Right. Um, oh no, that you must be a racist. A racist to not assume that's that they're his married. wife. My, is, uh, my first assumption was that was his wife, but Jeffy's first assumption was, was that yes. it was a nanny. Here comes the housekeeper, and and I'll tell you why. It had nothing to do with race. It had <laughs> what everything did that to do, do with? She looked a lot younger coming in there to grab those kids. Now you know I. She still looks younger than he is. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. you know, good for him. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, he's an. Here's the original, by the way, as we're watching it. See, so he's a an expert. I guess I think this interview was about Korea too. So he's. And yes. I don't know. He's obviously spent a lot of time in Korea. Um, and uh, <laughs> well, I mean, this is, that's great. He just kind of pushes her back a little bit. And then in comes the other one of the walkers. Tremendous! <laughs> I love and her. There's mom. I love the walkers. Oh, the other one of the walkers. Fantastic! Comes great. So good. And he's just like closing it up. Oh boy. The other. By the way, the other piece of speculation was the reason he didn't get up to solve the problem was he didn't have pants on. He's just got the the jacket and which uh, is his tie, which well, he's at his house. You don't right? want to get up in the middle of the interview, though, right? right? Well, there was speculation that why didn't he stand up and try to like you know do something? Uh, but I guess he was wearing he was wearing pants, but jeans, so he was uh, not like fully uh, in the entire suit. And there was they were also concerned that they were going to uh, uh, that the BBC and his other interviews were going to get all wound up, and they've all contacted him and made the point of saying, uh, don't worry about it. Yeah, they th- yeah at first they thought it was a disaster, and then they were like, by the way, adorable. we thought this is adorable, can Who we post like it? That? And their initial reaction was, no, please don't, we don't want our kids to be, you know, oh. uh, spread around like that. But then yeah. they just, they relented. 
because they thought it would actually be like, and I guess everyone's, you know, obviously it's positive. Yeah, but right. in that moment, you don't yeah. realize it. You don't realize this is going to be received well when that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, we've had some moments like that. And, you know, Glenn's had it too. When, when his kids were little, when he was on the air, they'd come in sometimes and he'd just plop them on, on the lap and keep doing the show. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Uh, all right, triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the or uh, number. Uh, or a cage. No, a cage is uh, not no. the right you answer. You just keep in a cage. You don't have to worry. You know where they're at. They're right no. there. You go and let no. them out. You don't, you don't, no, no, it's not. No. Not way to go. Either or. You don't crate no. your kid. That's Again, not. you wonder why. There it is. You wonder why. There, <laughs> there it is. already because it smells really Chef good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should have done that right as <laughs> well, he's just tasting it he's not chewing it it's well unbelievable unbelievable um, now we have a, a special guest today for today's spoons uh chef patrick Mo- mosher am i pronouncing chef, that right? yeah patrick mosher okay mosher okay. uh we're very excited about this because and where uh, are you a chef patrick I'm actually not at any particular restaurant. I'm okay. partners in a catering company in Fort Collins, Colorado. Mm-hmm. It's oh, called nice. Z Events and Catering. Nice. With uh, L. Kent Cottle is my partner's name. So and you're here looking for a job. Is what you're <laughs> hey, man, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, yes. Uh, Doc Thompson was nice enough to alert us of your presence today. And, and as you pointed out in the, in the break, I know how to get on a TV show. I don't know if this works for real TV shows, but it works. <laughs> it for certainly this one. works here. Uh, it works here. It does work here. An actual grilled yeah. cheese sandwich with—is this made with brie? Yeah, it's broccoli. brie, sliced green apple, and then some, oh, uh, some field oh greens tossed in an apple fennel vinaigrette with a little honey in there. Mm. Oh my god! Yes, it's. Uh, I even used Irish butter for you. Irish butter mm. to toast the bread. Now th- th- this is now the second meal you've made for us today. Yeah, you know, well, my goal today was a spot on every shirt, and <laughs> I haven't achieved it yet. There are a few people missing still. So oh, this is unbelievable. That. Oh, actually, oh, this delicious. is the third. I did. I did the, uh, the oh. smoothies on Doc segment. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's right. right. This is you can come any every day. I mean, really, every I day. I keep saying that. I'm telling him I live in. I live in Houston, but I'll gladly live here. All right. You do live in Houston? <laughs> yes, I do. No, I miss Houston a lot. I know. I'm. We miss you. We miss you and Glenn. You know, yeah, I told you, you broke my heart. Glenn left. He took you. And, mm-hmm. You know. Now we got a well, few people. I'm not going to mention any. <laughs> oh my God. This right. is, is it good? Patrick. Now, this is the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. I, think. <laughs> I will say uh, this is the greatest single thing my, I've ever put in oh my, my mouth. Oh my god! Really? Mm-hmm. Might not this be 100 really true, but I'm going to take it. Mm. I am, uh, as you may know, a grilled cheese connoisseur, um, mm. and this is delicious. Let me let me give, throw some of the, some of the highlights, and uh, you can tell me uh, mm. what your thinking is on these. Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, Patrick, uh, you've got the now. I you've got the cheese, which is melted perfectly. Mm. A lot of times with grilled cheeses, you'll get the. The middle slice is yeah. still just a normal slice. Right. Yeah. Or you didn't cold. fall. You, or, yeah, right. Right. You didn't fall into that trap. That's big. Uh, <laughs> number two, you've got the cheesy, buttery, then oh. sweet thing that happens with the apples. Right. And how well incredible. does the apple pair with the brie? Oh, perfect. perfect. Oh, oh my cla- gosh. You know, brie and apple, it's the classic pairing, right? That's yep. fantastic. Of course. Well, everybody then, knows that. Don't talk down. Unless you've got pork. And then finally, I want you to look at this mm. beauty right here. Uh, there, look at that! Look at look at the just mm. look at that mm. bread. I know mm-hmm. that's perfect. perfect. It's super buttery. Mm-hmm. You've got the perfect coloring with the yellow and the brown. Mm. I mean, this you cannot do this better than you've done it. This well, is do amazing. Know, do you know a chef's favorite color, right? No, oh. golden brown. Mm-hmm. And if it's not his favorite color, he's in the wrong business, or she. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. That's amazing. Well, thank you. I'm glad you enjoy it. So you have um, the situation where you're really up on 
I'm trying to show you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish. Now, you're really up on really the food trends that are going on yes. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, uh, coincidentally, are really up on food in that like, <laughs> we like to eat that. it. Uh-huh. Um, so where, what, are we, what can we look forward to? Because I feel like there's these revolutions that happen. First of all, mm-hmm. it's like Red Velvet. I was a big part of the Red Velvet Revolution. <laughs> and people say, are you talking about the Velvet Revolution? No, I'm no. talking about the Red Velvet Revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now I feel like the new one, or at least one that's, de- that's kind of hit mm-hmm. the mainstream already, is Nutella. When it comes to desserts, yeah, and that's mm-hmm. that's almost on the downside. It's on the downside. Though. It's been Is five it? years. Yeah, so it's about five years. So tell me, what's next? What's next on the dessert trends? Desserts, foods. Give us you the know, preview. So I think you're going to see cocktails mm-hmm. as desserts. We're already starting mm-hmm. to see that. Uh, some mm-hmm. of the hipper places, um, New York, LA. You're seeing that on a lot of cocktail menus. Um, on the food side, I, I really pay particular attention to the grocery <clears> stores. <throat> I think you're going to start seeing where you can start harvesting your own vegetables in the store. They're already doing wow. it at some places what? in Pittsburgh. Really? Yeah. You can harvest your own greens, microgreens. You can go snip them, put them in a bag, weigh them out, and pay for them right there. Oh, that's really that's cool. That's a really cool mm-hmm. idea. No, thanks. Why don't you do it, waitress? <laughs> <laughs> Well, tell me how this works. You live uh-huh. in Houston, but your business is in Colorado. How does that work? Uh, it's a new partnership. Uh, so <laughs> okay. So are you moving? More than likely, at least half time. Really? But, you know, between traveling there, I do a lot of filming in Chicago. I do a lot of stuff here with Doc. What kind of filming? Um, in restaurant kitchens. I, okay. I can't tell a whole lot about it. We're working on an upcoming show. So. Oh, wow. I need to be on Food Network or something. This is fantastic. Well, we're, we're kind of working that. Are you direction. working I'm on pushing. that? I'm pushing. Why do you think I'm right. here today? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got to get the plug in there somewhere. All right. Yeah, that's this great. I was watching uh, Chef's Table, which is mm-hmm. a new show on Netflix. Have you seen oh, this? Oh, yeah. It's a fantastic show. Oh, I haven't seen that. Really interesting. And they go through, uh, the, the first episode is the only one I've seen. Um, but it is the the guy who runs uh, a restaurant in Italy that is mm-hmm. r- was rated the third best restaurant in the world. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. So they're going through this guy's life, and it's amazing the dedication. You know, it's not you know like it, he was so focused on the art of it and mm-hmm. and changing the way people think about food. Well, and he left his his. Uh Later on, wife in New York went back to Italy to open a restaurant, which failed, by the way. Yeah. Oh, wow. And and there was a lady across the street, an an elderly lady, that said, you know, you just need to make pasta. Just make pasta. She said, I'll teach you everything about pasta. So he took her advice. He did that. And he became one of the top three in the world. Yeah. And do you know what happened? The whole story of the cheese that happened? No. So I believe it's Reggiano uh, Parmesan. Oh, yeah, Parmesan. Yeah, they did. They had a huge earthquake, and a lot of the cellars collapsed. They were able to salvage the cheese, like 5,000 wheels. Um, Maybe that may be a little more, maybe 3,000. But they didn't know what to do. They had nowhere to store it. And so he called all these other chefs in the world and said, hey, we need to do a one-week promotion. Please buy one wheel, and we'll promote it, and we'll make sure that they don't lose anything. And they did. Everybody bought this, this wonderful cheese, and they spent... He bailed yeah. out the entire industry, basically, he, by he this did, promotion. He did, and they really saved that, that really particular something. region. That's that cool. Mm-hmm. Really cool. That and cool. plus, they kept showing the cheese. Like, they take the big <laughs> wheels, and they cut it in half, and they're just breaking pieces oh, off and eating it. And it's and crystallized. It's kind of crunchy. Wow. It's oh aged my God. so oh, wow. All I could think about was eating Parmesan cheese. I can't cheese. believe people are eating on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, what would you say your specialty <laughs> is? What do, you, what do you like doing most? So I worked for a chef named Nobu, and I studied in Japan for oh, quite a while. Nobu, the famous Nobu? That's a famous Nobu. And I did a little work for Morimoto. Not with him in particular. Wow, my wow. partner oh, owns wow. a restaurant in Thailand, and yeah. um, Japanese is obviously my first love. Is it really? Yeah, but I've done everything from private chefing to chef at Universal Studios, doing you know several thousand meals. You probably a day. make a really mean teriyaki steak then. 
Absolutely. We'll yeah, have how you would back you ruin tomorrow. a steak without those salt? <laughs> we'll have you back tomorrow because uh, <laughs> I leave at six ten a.m. If you can eat prior to that, I'll be here. Okay. Uh, yes. It's interesting that you make Japanese food. Jeffy has actually eaten several Japanese people whole, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is isn't it eighteen? You've eaten eighteen, 18 Japanese, Japanese people. people. Yeah. You know, some of them <laughs> are about the size of what you should plant in the ground to grow a person. <laughs> I'm sorry to all my Japanese oh, friends. I'm really sorry. Wow. Very very oh, fast. Sorry. How, do people, about a dog, how do people get a t- in touch with you if they if they, if they uh, it's Patrick at FoodBizPro.com. You can go to pa- uh, FoodBizPro.com or at FoodBizPro okay. on Twitter and Instagram. Do you mail awesome. these sandwiches? Because if so, I, I need that address. Fantastic. Absolutely. Heat and serve. It's all good to go. All right. More nice. patents, too, coming up in a second. Thank you so much. Delicious. Oh, Fantastic. Right. Thank you. So, this is a, an amazing letter. Have you seen this? Yes, before? sir. This is an amazing letter, and I, I want to read it, and and I want you to judge what you think of this guy, and what you know if he's a good guy or a bad guy, doing the right thing or the wrong thing. Um, this is uh, seven p.m. Friday evening, seventeen August, nineteen forty-five. Why is the seventeen? Why is August seventeen important? Surrender. Yeah, Japanese had surrendered. Yeah. Okay. So um, they have already dropped the second bomb, and the they are meeting on this day. They are meeting on the ship to take what's, sign over. Yeah, to sign over. What's the sword? What's the limits? Isn't it? Yeah, on the Nimitz, but what was the, um, the, the signing for the emperor? Do you remember what, what his name was? No, no, not off the top um, of my head. So the, they don't know, the Japanese don't know if they're going to be able to sign and have it take effect, okay? The, the Japanese have lost control of the public. They had so souped them up that you fight to the death that they now believe... The emperor is either dead or he wasn't divine and he's telling us to do the wrong thing. Yeah. Okay? So the, the, as they're going to sign the peace treaty, the Japanese are telling us, don't hold us responsible. We don't know what they'll do. Yeah. So this comes off, uh, this plane here takes off, and it's one of the last planes to drop any bombs in World War II. And it was, I believe, Slim Two. Slim 2 was the uh, name of this aircraft. You know, like Boxcar or the Enola Gay. This was Slim 2. Okay. Um, This is why I think, and Jeremy, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, why they didn't tell everybody uh, that we're dropping the atomic bombs what that was. Yeah. Why? So, as an air crew member, if you think about what you're about to do, and you have any hesitation, and you, and you talk about the whole crew, you might have somebody on there that would commit mutiny and say, no, we're not gonna do, we're not gonna drop this bomb. And so like for the Enola Gate, only, only a handful, the uh, probably pilot, co-pilot, uh, the bombardier and the navigator um, probably knew exactly what was gonna go on. But the other crew members knew it was a big bomb, had no idea the power, the yield that would come from that. I mean, imagine that, and so this letter I mean, these two guys are just dropping conventional bombs. And look at the conversation they're having. Okay, so now listen to this conversation. And I actually don't like this guy. Uh, I think he was right, but I don't like him. Uh, My darling baby, 
I guess um, I'm in the doghouse uh, for sure, but I'll try to make uh, to my best to squirm out of it some way. If I told you I love you, would you consider it? You're sweet. Baby, it's finally over. Several days ago, uh, wasn't it? I just couldn't get uh, on the hall and on the ball and write. I hope you haven't worried. You know how it goes when uh, I stop writing. Darling, do you know that your baby is famous? You didn't? We dropped the last bombs of World War II. It's been declared official so you can stick that out on your chest. We were the last crew over the Japanese Empire. Um, They, the Bomber Command, checked all the bombing times, and ours was the latest, um, or they sent out a correspondent up to sea, and he took our statements and a brief history. I told him I was married and where my baby lived. The only address I gave was the one in Bristow. Also gave your maiden name. There is a chance that Life magazine may take up an article, in which case you'll really be famous. The correspondent took pictures of the crew and the ship and said that we may be called on to appear on radio broadcast and maybe a newsreel. Uh, Somebody, Harnona, claims he was the last man over the target since he was in the tail. Guess uh, Guess he's right. I was so damn mad. Now listen to this. Shrek and I were the only ones that wanted to drop on the target. The rest of them wanted to drop the bombs in rice patties. The big shots warned us before takeoff that the war might be over while we were on our way. So to stand by on the radio and to be called back um, and to dump all the bombs in the ocean. I told the squadron commander uh, that I would turn the damn radio off and go out. He said I'd better not, so I prayed all the way up to the target that the war wouldn't end until I killed some more of those blank. My prayers were answered because we were halfway home when President Truman made his announcement. What's amazing is look at the way his handwriting even changes here. Can you see that? Tell he's getting emotional, yeah. Yeah, and his handwriting goes, look, look, I mean, it's not flat. But here, we killed some more of those blank. My prayers were answered because they were halfway. His his penmanship becomes flat. Look at that, look how thin that is. Right. I would love to know from some handwriting analysis person what that says. Mm-hmm. Oh, that he, would be great to, oh, yeah, right? that would be fascinating. He know, there's something not right here sure. with him. Something's changed sure. right here. The whole crew thinks I'm bloodthirsty and keep throwing it up to me. I would have uh, gotten a crew baby and gotten promoted if the war had lasted a little longer. But as soon as they started talking peace all the per- and all promotions, um, uh, all the changes were out. If we are held here to ferry troops, I'll have my own ship. I've been promised that. Okay, so, so here's the first part. He says, um, I'm going to be famous, and look, we're going to be in the newsreels, and nobody wanted to do it. I wanted to. I prayed that there wouldn't yeah, be any. it wouldn't end. It wouldn't yeah. end. Yeah. I wanted it. I wanted to kill him myself. Yeah. So is, is that the part you don't like, that I wanted to kill him myself? 
The or, part where he's praying, well, look, I don't mind doing your duty, but and he did the right thing by yeah. saying, we drop the bomb. Because yeah. the argument was all the way back and forth, Rafe, what do you think the argument would be? What were these guys arguing about? Drop it or drop it, drop it or drop it. Why not drop it? Why would the other guys say don't drop it? They're in war. Um, because they don't know if what would happen if they dropped it. Well, um, they don't know how many people would die or right, and the damage it could cause over there. And it would have been, they, they're so close to peace. Why kill yeah. people when you're yeah. so close to peace? Yeah. It, it also reminds me when they, he talks about praying for God to let it happen. It sounds like the Confederates from yeah. the Civil War. Oh, yeah. Good I mean, it's interesting, yeah. right? Yeah. Because you, you look, the, the Confederacy, I mean, they had prayer proclamations calling the whole South to pray that God would help us and God would give us victory. And then you look at what they treated, how they treated their prisoners of war, how they treated the you slaves the, and the African-Americans. You do the same thing now in, in, um, uh, in, with ISIS. They're sure. praying to God. They're praying, praying to Allah. Allah. Sure. You know, let God, God help us. Allah help sure. us kill all these people. Well, so and, what do you think about the, the part here? Hey, I'm famous. It bothers me. Yeah, that's the problem. Right. Like, ooh. So I don't like this guy because he's saying he's famous. Um, he's really, really angry. We should have somebody look into yeah. that. In fact, I got just the person, the guy who helped me purchase this. His sister or his aunt is a um, handwriting expert and analyzes oh. it on a professional level. Oh, my gosh. So, so I need to have you yeah. look at that. Yeah, because uh, yes. we all, I mean, everybody, Rafe, do you agree? That's, that's different than the rest of it. Yeah, yeah it changes.